Welcome to the I Am Winter Solstice Symposium and Fire Tenders Gathering. We are happy you are here. Please find the full schedule at IamSymposium.com. Hello, all. My name is Erica Shrek, and I am here as part of the Wind Clan. Thank you so much for joining me, whatever time it is for you, whether you're watching live um, or you are watching later. I just so appreciate your attention and your presence here. This has been a phenomenal experience. Um, whether this is your first time as a fire tender or even as part of the Wind Clan or whether you are seasoned, um, we know how powerful light truly is and can be for everybody. So hi, Renee. Thanks for being here. So I want to just share with you, again, my name is Erica Shrek, and I, um, in my own preferred tools, use shamanic practices, Reiki, Tarot, numerology, and I have a spiritual warrior tribe, all to support um, people in, in various ways. And I'm also a graduate of the maiden voyage of the Windwalker 10-month apprenticeship with Renee Barabo and her amazing team, giving a shout out to Bridget and to Terry and to Carrie. So thank you. Thank you, leaders. And I just want to say that the winds are such change agents. I've long felt like I've worked with the elements and thought I had my favorites. And, and the wind has really shown up as such an amazing ally. And kind of interesting you know it's it's sometimes gentle and sometimes harsh <laughs> and a lot of times in between and so that said the experience of the 10-month apprenticeship um, is just has been a huge force in shifting my own life this particular year so I felt held and inspired by not only the team but also our amazing community so I'm so grateful for everyone who's been a part of that energy so such gratitude I also um, just want to mention that four years ago now, actually the other day was the anniversary that I bought um, Winds of Spirit, Renee's amazing book. And that was how I got started. A couple months later, I had my first wind whistle. And so um, I had been introduced um, to Renee through one of my first shamanic teachers, Sandra Ingerman, who many of you know. And so I've just been very moved by this work. So I wanted to make sure that I just acknowledge um, why we are here and, and why this is so powerful. Today, I am here to share with you some excitement and some possibilities and information about working with altars, okay? First of all, I want to say I love seeing all your altars. It is so inspiring. And you know, just if you've even paged through and, and just looked at all these amazing images of altars, how inspiring it is, how unique it is, how your beautiful light and energy shines through um, in, in what you create. And I love altar work. And so I really was drawn to bring some new and maybe refreshing ideas. Okay. So let me have, you know, just some notes, um, really clear, clearly stated at the beginning. I'm not the boss of you <laughs> and I'm not here to tell you how to do your altar or to change your altar. You have to do all the things that I'm going to talk about specifically this evening. And 
I really want to inspire you. Sometimes we need to change things up. And sometimes we need to refresh the way we do things, right? And so my idea from Spirit came in as an altar adventure for the winter solstice season. And so every season and even every month for the new moon, if I know a beautiful dear one is going through a difficult time, I create a new altar. So truthfully, I have on average probably at least four or more altars going in my home at any given time throughout the year. But here's what I've noticed. It's easy to neglect them, right? And it's also easy to kind of do things the same way. So even just, I I actually purposely um, wanted to show you how I generally start my altar. This is just my personal approach and just be curious to hear what you like to include in yours as well. So just taking a peek at at this, you can kind of see that I generally like to have, let's see if we can kind of, yeah, there we go, top view. I generally really like to have five um, crystal clear points, and I usually have some other gemstones. I like to have a symbol for each of the elements. I've got feathers, of course, for air. I already have fire. I either have a turtle or a gemstone for earth. And this evening I have um, a vessel of water and love selenite. And this is generally how I start, right? And that's not a bad thing. You probably have your, your own traditions and ways of approach. Okay. And so I want to see if you'd be willing to have an altar adventure. And so for two main reasons. Okay. Um, One is actually because I have to just, I have to confess um, that altar has a certain spelling, right? As we all know, and I've got to, I've got to bring this in. So I taught college level writing for 14 years. I've been a professional editor for at least 25. And I came up with something kind of fun to start us all out. This is the teacher in me from a while ago. All right. So we have Altar with two A's is the noun. Think about altar adventure, right? Altar with an E is the verb, and there's an E in verb. So it's time to alter your altar. (laughs) So I just wanted to bring that up. I had to just mention that. And the way that I want to approach the altar adventure is to look at adventure as an exciting, as a new experience, right? And so we're going to bring that energy in. And something that I believe I learned a long time ago, probably from Sandra Ingerman, is altars change as we change. And we can approach altars in one specific way, and that's great. And I find that we're more mindful when things aren't always the same. In fact, I was so, um, I was smiling so big yesterday um, when I was listening. I'm, I'm catching up on all the other beautiful presentations as part of the I Am Symposium. Thank you everyone for, for presenting. Um, this takes a lot, as we know. Um, and so Jan Engel-Smith, you were talking about patterns with Renee. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to talk about that tomorrow in my presentation. And, you know, just you were suggesting, Jan, to change our habits. And I wanted to bring up that point, right? Because altars are an expression, an extension of us. And it's okay to do things in a similar way. It's, it's wonderful to have traditions. And we sometimes, though, lose the impact. We lose the effect that altars can have, right, if we're always doing it the same way. So 
part of this process that I'm just trying to bring into your awareness is just to be open to doing something different, right? So that can be really helpful. And we are patterned beings. Um, this is why we don't leave unhealthy relationships sometimes. This is why we stay in jobs that might not be great for us. We like our comfort, right? Again, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong if you do your alter the same way. We also know the excitement of doing things a little bit differently, right? So, and just even adding in this flavor of something different, it's not just about how you, you know, maybe set up your altar, what you put on it. But I loved watching um, Marsha Scarborough. And if you haven't seen her presentation, she was all about dancing and African music and she's got moves. And what if we all danced at our altar? That was Marsha's message. It was beautiful, right? I have a drum. I have a rattle. Maybe you do too, or bells, even just to bring some, some noise, you know, and just some more presence. There's all these different ways um, of approaching. I also wanted to mention that another way that I have traditionally really enjoyed and also enjoyed encouraging others to use altars as a tool relates to something that Judy Ramsey was talking about in her talk earlier today. And she had just mentioned, and this just also related, um, this idea of there's a lot of heaviness in the world. And our theme for this I Am Symposium, we're looking at a lot of change. No matter what your views are, your life has changed. And all over the world, this has been the story. And we all have our different versions of that. And we have the collective experience. And so something to really keep in mind is how can maybe our altars also work for us in shining not only the light, which is always so beautiful and helpful, but also releasing some of the burden. I always really have believed that altars work for us and we work with them. It's such a co-creative experience. And it's this idea of forces seen and unseen, really, you know, having a part in this and maybe bringing to us what we need or the shifts that we are wanting in both expected and unexpected ways, right? So when we work with an altar, what I was just getting at with some of the release that can happen. A lot of my clients know, my friends know that, you know, I, I've had at least five of these calls this last week. My dog's transitioning or my aunt just went in the hospital. My father just died. And a lot of them know my response. And I just have this automatic because it's helped me in the work I do. I support a lot of people and gladly and with such honor and I say, I'm going to put it on my altar. And so I have little note cards and I will write the person's name or the animal's name or the plant being's name with intentions. And I might write things like health or things like that. And I put it on my altar. And so that is saying, I am opening this to a greater collective. I'm opening this to forces even unseen and asking for some help and support. When we do that, when we write something, when we speak something aloud through prayer, through intention, through writing, we're amplifying it. We're making it so. And so even by adding some writing or using altars in that way, notice how you feel because I can tell you I carry a lot less weight physically and even emotionally because I use altars in that way. Okay, and I'm going to talk about something more specifically later. Okay, so 
That said, I just also want to say, as I look at all of your altars, I love someone, and forgive me for not remembering um, her name, but someone noted even just yesterday in a post in the Wing Clan, I was outside and there was an herb that was calling me to go on my altar. And she says that she um, selected some rosemary that she had and put that on her altar. Just by being mindful, just by walking through your world and being open, that can also be an adventure and changing it up, right? So I just want to encourage all of you that those of you who have set up such amazing spaces and altar, um, you know, creations, think about bringing a little change to it, that it doesn't have to stay the same or stagnant throughout. And you're going to notice even more power emanating from it, but also you're going to feel more connected to it, right? So um, I don't know why this is coming in, but I'm hearing, um, think of it like a pet, right? We have to feed it. We have to take care of it a little bit more. Don't neglect your altar. Okay. So just a little fun thing. We always get open to that. All right. So I'm going to go through five fun new things that you can not like at all, or maybe you want might want to consider one during this season, or maybe even all of them. And so I actually want you to know that in the chat later um, in the comments for where my video is going to be posted, I created an image for us. And so just as you're listening to the five, I just want to give you a sneak peek. I created an image that's going to give you an outline of all these things that I'm just about to talk about. Okay, so the altar adventure for the winter solstice season. All right, so the first suggestion that I have for, and I'm going to give examples throughout, and please use your imagination. Please know that none of these are to limit your amazing ideas. Okay, so something new is my first suggestion. What haven't I maybe put on my altar or what new thing did I find that I'm excited about? And I have a fun thing to share. And some people in my own community already know about this. So sorry, not sorry. You're going to see this again. But I was going through a lot of my things um, a couple months ago. And all of a sudden, at the very bottom of this box, I found my father's belt buckle and just see, so my father's been gone about 22 years, and he was a Harley Davidson guy, ponytail and everything, okay? So I found this amazing thick piece, right? So I thought, how fun, it's heavy, and I love holding it, how fun to add something new to my altar, and it just makes me so happy to see it there, right? So we're going to add that, okay, to the altar. So think about something new. Even just the rosemary that came in for one of our Wind Clan members, right? What is something new that feels fun? Okay, it doesn't have to be all serious. I have a little knitted otter um, that someone gifted me, and I put an otter, the animal, an otter there because it just feels very nurturing and otters are very playful. So as you're hearing me talk about these things, it's all about your intention. That's what matters, and it matters to you first, right? The second suggestion that I have for an altar adventure is symbolic variation, okay? And what I mean by that is I typically like to have representations of the directions on my altar. That's my choice. I know, and I've heard a lot of you do as well. So it's so fun to find different things. So sometimes I, for example, for water, have a little vessel that may or may not actually have water in it. And I do actually have water in 
in this, which is actually an egg holder, just saying. <laughs> okay. And so, but it looks so pretty. Um, and so I've also put a shell, a seashell, right? I've put a frog, a little, because frog is so much about water, right? Use your imagination. And I have a funny story. So a couple years ago, for my water, I was using this on my altar. So this is a gemstone bowl. There's nothing in it right now. It's a gemstone bowl. And I filled this with water thinking, oh, how fun. This is so cute. Someone gifted me this and this will be my water symbol. And my altar at that time was a little lower to the floor. And my dear dog, <laughs> Tobias, thought this was for him. So he started drinking out of it. Alter adventure. Didn't expect that, but there we are. Okay, so sometimes things can happen. If you have an outdoor altar, you know there's lots of adventures. I have had leaf blowers and maintenance people, unfortunately, destroy my altar five times since the summer. And also squirrels sometimes like to take things, right? So always an adventure, right? And there's always a reason I trust. So that's my fun story there. Another you know, representation of water. So think about, you know, again, even if you're doing the elements, what else can be for air? Sure, mm -hmm. I love to use feathers. I will admit that's a habit that I have. And what if, this is a, a Ted Andrews coin, what if you put a symbol for eagle because there's such a symbolism of air with eagle, right? Okay, so you get the idea. Okay, so symbolic variation is my second suggestion. And I'm building my altar as we talk here, okay? And I do have the winter solstice altar back here, but this will have another purpose. So my third suggestion is an item that you release. So sometimes it's actually really helpful to symbolically have something on the altar that you know you're gonna put outside or burn or release in another way. And something I did for my winter solstice ceremony earlier this week, and I actually refilled this for our ceremony, but I have this beautiful little clay receptacle here. And a lot of ceremonies, so I put lavender in here, and I'm just going to symbolically say that anything that's heavy for my beautiful people who are watching this video, I am going to just as an act of love and my own stuff, take that and symbolically toss it outside. Later, this is an example of release and this is pr usually pretty immediate for me, okay? Some things, like I was mentioning earlier, my altar cards, when people contact me and say, can you pray for so-and-so? Can you send Reiki? Can you hold space for? And I usually write in calligraphy someone's name and intentions, those altar cards will really stack up on my community altar space. And so what I do typically at a full moon, that's just my choice, is I burn that. So that's also an example of something you might release, okay? Maybe you even give something to someone. I've done that before too. I had this beautiful piece of amethyst and I loved it. And at the same time, I knew that someone needed it more. So I, after a ceremony, took it from my altar and say, I think this is your new friend and this is a guide for you. So, okay, adding that, because I will release that later on our behalf. So think about something to release, perhaps. Again, it's all your intention, whatever that is. Okay, it could also even be in water and you can dump it outside or, okay. The next item I'd like to recommend. Number four is something interactive. 
Now, this has a gamut of ideas, but something that I'm specifically doing, and I placed here for now because I didn't want to have too much reaching over, but I was gifted this sweet box. It's glass, and there's a turtle on it. My business is Turtle Healing Energy, so I have a lot of turtles, a lot of gifted turtles. I'm good with turtles right now. Um, but in this box, what I got was every day since the winter solstice, at least one, if not more, and I have, I think, at least five in here right now, I have little slips of paper for people and animals that I'm holding space for. And the reason this box, I'm holding these beings in a container of love, light, and just amazing, beautiful energy. So that is my symbolic representation, but I interact with this every day because I have committed to at least one being, if not more, added to this space holding. Okay, so there is that. Other ways that you can interact with your altar. I love to have um, a place for incense and that's movement, right? There's something you're you're going to and interacting with. That can be another example. Lighting a candle, right? Anything at all that feels interactive. Even if you pick something up and, you know, say an affirmation or something and then replace it, that's still some interacting. Okay. The fifth suggestion that I have for having an altar adventure is a representation of something that you desire, something you really want. And I'm doing this. So for your altar now, perhaps during the winter solstice season or any time that maybe has the same flavor. And then taking that item, and I'm going to explain mine, um, and putting it on a future altar. The fire agrees. That's very important. Um, and so taking that item and actually creating a new altar with this in the new year. That's what I'm going to do. If it speaks to you, great. If it doesn't, all good. So this is a selenite heart. And I will just tell you that I am really ready and, and focusing on this idea of some deeper connections, partnership, coupleship. And so I'm using this heart to represent that, this beautiful selenite heart. And so this is also on my altar for the winter solstice. And after that is complete um, in early January, I'm going to start a new altar with this and have that altar be focused on this goal, this intention. So what might that be for you, right? Again, it's your symbolism. It's what matters to you. I love looking at so many of our beautiful shamanic practices, whatever it is for you, whatever tools you use, the choices you make, you know, when you create and maintain and change your altars, that you look at it like exercise, right? And they say that the best exercise is the one you're going to do consistently, right? So for altars too, it's like what, you know, put an altar in a place that you're going to actually want to visit. I remember, um, a client of mine had said, well, yeah, I just don't, I, I'm just putting it in the basement, but I don't get down there much. And I said, huh, is there any way that you can move it closer? And another client story, this just happened a couple of weeks ago and it was kind of cracking me up because I was already, you know, getting prepared for, for this presentation, but it was so cute. I was doing a Reiki session with her and all of a sudden her deceased loved one for whom she had an altar for suddenly tells me, please tell her that altar she has for me is really dusty and she needs to not only clean all the things on it, but change it up. <laughs> so I was laughing. I'm like, okay, this is, this is important stuff. So 
We're going to also hold space for me. I'm going to hold space for coupleship, partnership, and love in other forms and relationships. Okay. So how are you all doing? How is that feeling? What are you inspired to do? Again, some of you, I know there can be resistance. Like, I don't want to do something different. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm not here to convince you otherwise. I'm just here to hopefully bring some inspiration because I think that altar work can be more involved and more effective and more powerful for co-creating what we want and also having that altar really working, you know, for us and with us um, when we are putting some of this energy and attention into it a little bit more and in some different ways. And it's kind of fun. I mean, if you have kids, this can be a really fun, creative kind of thing. Like maybe they each have their own altar in the family. And ooh, what are you going to do for air? What, what are you going to put on your altar for earth? You know, just all of this can be very interactive um, as a process, right? So I hope that what you mainly took from today is a little bit more perspective, a little bit more insight, maybe even again, looking at what you might do differently and what you might really love to do more of in the future with your altars. But again, I can't express how amazing it is to see all of your altars on the wall of the Wing Clan Facebook group. It just, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to get around to more of them and I'm trying to comment and it's just amazing. And don't forget too that Renee and beautiful Bridget have asked um, that we submit, um, there's a jot form link um, where you can submit a picture of your altar. I'll try to do that later in the comments as well. Or if someone wants to do that for me right now, that'd be great. Just as a reminder, there's a place where you can submit your picture because Renee and her other assistants put together this wonderful video of all of our altars. And it's just so, to see it all at once, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. So this work is so powerful. I'm so grateful that all of you here live have joined me, the, anyone listening later. Thank you for your time with being here because the spiritual practice are, practices are our anchors for these wild and changing times. And whatever you're doing to support yourself, ground yourself and stay connected, keep doing that. Stay connected to the people who lift you, the practices that lift you and support you. And remember that altars, I think, first have a purpose in connecting us to ourselves. And they also can connect us to others and our intentions and manifestations and spirit, God, great mystery, i.e. mother goddess, right? So thank you again. And I just want to mention that if you are buying the package, um, the $49 whole shebang with all the recordings and things, and you got a lot of gifts, the fire is again, excited about that. Um, I am offering a discount. I do a um, tarot oracle intuitive new year reading. Um, that's really fun. And so that is going to be my gift um, that's included. So blessings, everyone. Again, I'll make sure to put this image in case you find it helpful um, as a, yeah, I'll, I'll attach that as an image in the comments, just so you can have that for more inspiration. But just, I want to wish you amazing altar adventures. And thank you to everyone who makes the I Am Symposium work and run because it's a lot and it's amazing. So blessings, everyone on your journey. I'm so grateful for our presence because our light 
oh yeah, we're, we're going to do great things with all of us holding light. So feel that and enjoy that. So as we close, I want to send you off with blessings on the wind and use my newest wind whistle. I'm calling this my golden beauty, the Jaguar wind whistle. So just feel this wind in your heart and feel love and light flowing to you and through your beautiful self. I'm going to just, okay. <sighs> Remember to breathe. Be well, everyone. Thank you so much for being here and watching. Until next time. Welcome to the 10th annual I Am Winter Solstice Symposium and Fire Tenders Gathering. We are excited to offer this container for you to celebrate during these darker days of December from December 20th through January 2nd. We will be having live events every day in the Wind Clan. There will also be a recording available for you if you've given us your email address over at IamSymposium.com. And there's an opportunity to purchase this whole series if you don't think you can be with us live. So again, welcome, and we look forward to being with you throughout.